is the Evil G Podcast, episode 83. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Colin. This is Stu. Yo. And we're going to talk about last year. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to 2023. Here's what happened over the last year. Well, to be fair, it's the best time to do it, because we've always said something could just sneak up in the last couple of days, and, you know. It's possible. You don't get to talk about it because you're then talking about the best of stuff and or you've missed doing the best of stuff because you've done it like the week or two beforehand and then you feel like a fool. So we wait till we're good. And, well, not good in the new year, but we make sure we're definitely in the new year before we talk about last year. So we keep all our bases covered. Was there anything? Did that happen? Um, uh, uh? Pele passed away. That kind of sucks. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I was looking for game releases that you played oh, no, like, in the last. Yeah, week. I was. I was. Just, I was trying to think anything that because I couldn't think of any games. And I was all, wait a minute, has anything <clears> happened? I was like, oh yeah, hell, I passed away. You know. So other than I, that, no, I, nothing else has happened. I actually have one I played in in the past week. It came out. Oh. I wouldn't have mentioned it. You know who else died? Like yesterday, I think it was yesterday. You no, know, Ken you- Block, the rally driver. Oh yeah, the guess- founder of Hoonigan does all the crazy drifting shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snowmobile act. Oh, yeah, because he used to do all the mad stuff around the farms and all, and driving like a maniac and doing all the cool sort of turns, but they were like completely precision so he could get right in and out of a door and all, going sideways. Yeah, he's basically the guy who started that gym mm. stuff. Yeah, it's just about drifting as tight. But I intended this episode to be like focusing on positive this stuff yes, we, yes, yes. we liked. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We enjoyed from last year. Just get away. The nasty yep. shit. Um, yep. And there wasn't really. No. Because wait, you would. Um, I guess we should uh, start as we usually do. Mm. Uh, we probably should have compared lists so we could talk about, you know, in case we had the same game on a list or something. So <laughs> so, so your list, what, what way did you put it together? Oh, I just put in games that I played and really enjoyed this year. Simple as that. That came out this year, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, too. Too fucking yeah. Uh, it's just structured. As yeah, if you would like, expect that from us. Yeah. Here's, here's what I played last year, and this is what I like. Like, if I don't mention a game that came out last year, even though I maybe mentioned I played it earlier, I probably didn't enjoy it. And that's why I'm not going to bring it up <laughs> yeah, again. Uh, that's fair. I bet we do this. Right. I'll go, and then you go, and then if there's like you know overlapping, Jinx. we'll just both talk about it at the same time so you know, good. if i get to elden ring in my list first then we'll talk about elden ring then fuck i forgot to put elden ring in my list i write fry dead on <laughs> of course it's there sorry okay so my my first game that i really enjoyed that came out last year was cyberpunk 2077 yes the playstation 5 version came out it I counts knew you were gonna <laughs> <laughs> I I seen that got rid. I was like, how the fuck did that come out this year on oh, PS Five? Was all oh yeah, and technically he he got that. So, <laughs> uh, yep, I bought it again. The yep. completely new version with new stuff in it and yep. less bugs and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's still good. It runs well on PlayStation Five. It's probably the game it should have been two years ago, but there it is now, and I'm looking forward to the DLC, which I will buy and play. Without asking any questions at all, yeah, yep. I'm, I'm already. <laughs> uh, um, you go ahead because I got enough. I've spoken enough yeah. about Cyberpunk on on this, and that was more of kind of a joke putting no, that well, there. But, but <laughs> as true. well, it's one of the my favorite games I played from 2022. So there you go, and I did play it start to finish again. So 
you paid for it, so there you go. You, it's a game you bought, so it's there you go. Uh, the first one on my list was actually King of Fighters 15. You remember I was talking about that at the start of the year? Yeah. In terms of fighting games, that, that's kind of a fly-under-the-radar type of... It really is. It's so sense. damn good. Still getting uh, content and DLC and balances and changes and stuff, so it's not like it's just been released and forgotten about. They actually done a, a new character pack there the other day. It was a bunch of Samurai Shodown characters in yeah. King of Fighters. Right. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm still really shit at it. Like <laughs> I have been playing this game for... Well, practically a solid year now, and I'm wild pish at it. But you know what? I don't care. I enjoy playing it. It's a lot of fun to play. Clearly, there's something that I'm not wrapping my head around, or I'm just bad. I don't, but I don't care. It's so much fucking fun. This would be the type of fight game that, like, if we were all around, nobody had a clue what they were doing. I probably would not have any advantage <laughs> after a year of playing. <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I'd probably, I'd probably get my arse whooped, but I wouldn't care because it's such a cool game to play and it's just such an easy pick up and play process. There probably is. That's what it is. You know, it's probably one of those, it's easy to pick up, but you know, all the good stuff's hidden under all these mad things and I'm just not willing to look underneath the, the sheet to see all the mad stuff because I'd probably see like, you know, all the bad inputs and all, just mm. put the sheet back down and go, no, I'll <laughs> stick with maybe two and three hit combos, please. Thank you. And that's probably why I get absolutely decimated it online but i don't care still having the best time with it wasn't a particularly big year no it was not you probably had that and um that warner brothers smash ripoff oh I... that's about it multi versus yes push. still no local fucking multiplayer in it too what's the point <laughs> what, is, what is the okay so the next thing on my list was same because I, I i'm pretty sure i have this list uh just as release order ah same <laughs> <laughs> I just went through the year with you, <clears throat> like that, like that, like this, that. This might work out. Okay. Jesus, what else is there to say about Elden Ring except there is... I was a Souls fan going into it. Mm. I had expectations of this when it was shown in the world Souls game and didn't just meet all the expectations that blew and yeah. gave you extra stuff on top of it. One of the best. Probably my favourite Souls game, I would say. I was reading a very cool article. I, believe, I think it was actually on Eurogamer. And they were basically saying that Elden Ring was so damn good that they're actually worried about any other, you know, sort of big open world games in the future because they're all going to be compared to Elden Ring. And like, th th this is, are we ever going to get anything as good as Elden Ring ever? Even from software, do you think from software can do another game as good as Elden Ring? Yeah, that thing is, is what uh, Armor Core 6, I think there's going to be. It, a lot of disappointed people with Armored Core 6. Yeah, don't... They think... I can't imagine people going into Armored Core thinking they're getting another Elden Ring, though. It's a it's a completely different franchise. It's like robots beating piss out of each other. It's not Elden Ring. Yeah, from software, I've already said, no, this is this is not a Souls game. Yes, I, they're already going... Folks, calm down. We're not doing another robot. We're not doing Robo Souls. This, this is, is a this is you strafing sideways and shooting. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> like dress up your robot however you like. Mm. I um, I don't know. You you can't be uh like putting out the best thing ever over and over. So like, even if we talk about like what what could be the next next game in that sort of mm. I call it a series because one series. You know, what's the, the spiritual fallout of the Elden Ring? Or is it just Elden Ring 2? 
they're not the only ones they've ever done sequels for is the Dark Souls. They're not a big fan of sequels, are they? No, they don't tend. Well, no, there's like fucking a wild pile of Kingsfield, and we just said they're. Oh no! Releasing- Sorry, I mean, I mean, out of the Soul series. Though. Um. Well, again, if you, if you think Kingsfield, I know you're you're thinking uh, the the Sony ones, but I think the only yeah. reason sequels because uh, Sony's involved. Maybe you can't do. Sekiro again was a bit of a. I I don't put it along. It it's too different. Um, those games. I still haven't played yet. It is very. I hear it's very good though. Different, but yeah, it's definitely not. I I just couldn't get by stuff. So what have what have you got next? So next I had Ghostwire. Uh. So Ghostwire, I I did enjoy this game. I know when we talk when we were talking about it, there was a few wee things did annoy me, but I really do believe the good outbalanced the annoyances on it. And like I said, the annoyances are more just to do with me because I'm not a big fan of the open world thing and all that there. But there I, is... I heard as open worlds go, though, this is pretty... It's compact. It's, there's not much to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is not, it's not like you're having to run for fucking hours and hours and hours across a city or anything, but it was just the whole un- opening the city did get a bit sort of... It did get a bit repetitive. You know, climb this tower, do this thing with this gate... All right, now go do it here. Oh, and go do it here and here and here and here. And it's like, I'd rather just be kicking demons' asses with this cool combat system. Mm. So, yeah, the combat, like as, as I said before, absolutely brilliant. The design and the creature design is like nothing else. But that doesn't surprise me because obviously it was uh, Shinji Mikami. And I forget the name of the wee woman that done the creature design, but she actually went on to work in Gungrave, which I did not learn until. Very recently, yeah. she done the designs for she done the boss designs in Gungrave, which explains why the normal enemies look meh, but the bosses look fucking awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she obviously did the creature design and all that there. But um, yeah, it, it was unique, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. I haven't played through it again since, but I know I will because you know I'd enjoyed it so. I think give myself a bit of time, and if there's something I'm sort of hankering for, a bit unique again, it'll be a playthrough Ghostwire. I'm just sitting here waiting for it to come to Game Pass. Or I could throw it to you because I have it on disc. Oh, but it will come yeah. in the Game Pass. It's bound it. Oh, oh, wait. Was that one of the ones Sony paid for for permanent exclusivity? They couldn't have because they would have had to pay Microsoft. Oh, that's right. That's Bethesda. You're right. I don't... Or if they did, would they have to uphold that deal after? I'm just oh, assuming it's going to come to Game Pass at some point. Bindy, bindy. <clears throat> and then the next thing I have on my list was Gran Turismo 7. Ah, yes. For all its faults, it was the best uh, simulation driving game to come out in 2022. Yep, true. Um, yeah, I bought a weed to play this. It was just wanting to get into the weed stuff. And no, this is before the next Forza had even been announced. As I f- Fast, mm. but it's it's still good. It's a shame about all the uh, the money stuff and make transactions. Great, have to grind out currency. Which have is, they tried to fix that since though? Because I know they've made changes, but yeah, they are make, they of any significant significance? Not real. Okay, <laughs> not real. And if if you're like serious and to it, where you're like you know you want to sit and do really long races, then fine, but. Um, even then, you know, it's a bit much to ask, like to do, 
a race that's going to be a half hour long and mm. give you a million credits if you if you win if you win mm. and usually those longer races you have to play on one of the higher difficulties mm. um where all the ai cars are roller coaster track <laughs> um but then like you'll look at some of the rarer cars and they'll be like 15 million do the math in your head and you're like that's a lot of racing to get a car uh where you look at forza and it's like just throwing cars and money at you constantly constantly so yeah but it's um i had fun playing it with the the wheel looking forward for to next year (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well it's my my second favorite racing game to come out last year is what i was second favorite i'll get to my favorite later yeah um so next on my list, and you might have this, uh, I have Evil Dead. Yep, that lined up quite nicely. Yep. Um, there's not much else, we because we've obviously talked about this at length before, but uh, just just to reinter, because it had been a wee while since I played a couple of matches, so I dived in last night. Um, weight queues weren't too bad on either side, um, mm-hmm. so I was able to get a good couple of matches. Um, still fucking people thinking they can win the game by themselves and you know things like that it is, it is a team-based game it's the asymmetric horror based sort of type game but um you know you're in for a bad time when you haven't picked your character and the other three have all picked hunter class or a warrior class and you've went right lads so it's am gonna I be a to well-balanced be... team <laughs> yes i'm gonna have to be the leader the hunter and the healer all at the same time here and then you decide to be a dick and pick henry as well as and give them all the fingers <laughs> yeah so yep if you're gonna be like that chaps fuck you i'll join you um but no when you get a good team and you get a good game it is it's good fun i do do thoroughly enjoy it and i don't know if you've even tried much of playing the other side have you no i haven't ah fair enough then i captain but i kind of prefer playing demon side because I just like being a pain in the arse. I don't care if I win or lose. I just love being a pain in the hole. It's like, hey, right, let's take this car. And you're all, nope. <laughs> you drive away. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely a, uh, one I'd recommend. Obviously, it was it over um, Christmas sometime there. It went for free on Epic Store. Yeah, yeah so that, the, that was an interesting time. Oh, fuck, was it? Jesus, but. Yeah, it was. It's definitely helped the player base and things. And I hear rumblings of. Well, I don't hear rumblings of. They pretty much have, have said that there's content that was supposed to come out this year, but got held back due to legal mumbo jumbo. Is now finally coming. So the next update is actually going to be a real doozy with a couple of extra maps, mm. lots of extra characters. So that'll be a, a fun one. What is up with horror franchises? Fucking shit. <laughs> I have Just... no idea. But... This studio owns this film, and this guy over here owns a script to that film, but that guy owns mm. the soundtrack, so we can't put it all together. <laughs> I can't put it all together. That's basically what they were doing. It was it was the, the stars people that owned the... Yeah, they're the Ashford. TV show. Ah, and that's what the, the next update is all based around, basically, is the TV show. So Why doesn't Sam Raimi just own everything? Yeah, what? I don't understand that either. It obviously, lots of legal bullshit, I guess. I'll never understand it, but... Yeah. The point <coughs> is, it's a good, fun game to play. Mm. Uh, next one I had on here was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Room. Oh, I forgot to put that on, but yes, I have played that, and that's a damn fun game. Yeah, uh, it's the same. Uh, isn't it the same guys that did Street Rage? It's the same publishers. Yeah, I think it's it is like 
does the Very same much in the vein. Yeah, it does the same job as as like takes one of those classic concepts, uh, side scroller. You know, you got the arcade game and gives it a modern bit of polish and away you go. And it's still good and it still still works. <laughs> so it's yeah. a lot of fun to play. Just a tight side scroll and beat them up. Which is a cool thing to say in the year twenty twenty two. Yeah, the 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 side scroller went away for a good long time. What there is... was some people trying to keep it sort of going with the odd wee indie title here and there, but uh, it's definitely made a big comeback in the last couple of years. So next, da, 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 da. ah, so this is where I kind of go out of order. I apologize. So next on my list is I have Shooters Blood and Teeth. Oh yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoyed this game more than I probably should have. Um, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed this game. Just the absolute mayhem behind it all. Uh, it's with, obviously the the side scrolling, hand drawn, all that there is great fun. But when you fire that soundtrack in, and you're just especially when we were doing the multiplayer, and we're accidentally setting each other on fire and blowing each other up and all and nobody's getting angry about it we're just laughing our fucking head off because there's that much shit happening on screen when you're bouncing around the place and you're get locked into one of you know the i call it the kill them all rooms mm. you know the, and yeah, you're yeah, just, yeah there's just fucking mayhem everywhere and i think i've played through it about three times now just because of the again the soundtrack keeps me coming back and just the look of it i just love the hand-drawn look of it all but i did enjoy it this is Silly old school fun again. It's very throwback, so it was. Hmm. Aye. Um. I'm trying to think what. See, you you could say it's like a metal slug, but it's not really. Hmm. It's like what's metal slug aiming? Can you aim an eight? Just the four. Yeah. Whereas shoot his blood and teeth, you've got a full 360 circle, so it's not very metal slug. It's not very contra. It's it's more like a just a twin stick shooter, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So. A very fun twin stick shooter with the. Uh, with a great wee look, hand drawn look to it. So yeah, I I was when I was playing, I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this more than I definitely should. Like, <laughs> I, I I feel bad because I know nothing about what's going on. I don't understand any of this lore. I'm just running around shooting things in the face and laughing because hey, he's going rawr. I'm the same. I play Dark Knight, and I don't know. <laughs> True. Poor guy seems like a duck. <laughs> what a bell end. Uh. A game I should have played more than I did, uh, Cult of the Lamb. Ah, yes. Which is a roguelite with a bit of, say, base building, farming stuff. In. A bit of both, maybe? Yeah, you have to manage your cult, your lamb. That's why it's called <laughs> Cult of the Lamb. And you go out, you all sorts of perks and stuff you get from your cult. You know what a roguelite uh, it's a, just a, It's a solid, kind of like... Yeah, very much so. So let's see what... No, like I say, I'm all over the place here now. Oh, right, right. Um, I may have even missed a few things. Uh, so next on my list, I have Choo Choo Charles. Oh yeah. So I obviously I, I played that. I've spoke about that recently, but um, yeah, still getting wee updates and fixes and stuff. And as I was saying before, the guy was not expecting to take off the way it did, and he says he's hoping to get a team together to do a sequel with a lot more gameplay elements added into Think it. Think about so, it. That guy's probably a millionaire now. It actually probably is, to be fair, because uh, he was on the top tail. I think if you actually go into the top sellers in Steam, it's still sitting there. So 
this ridiculous meme that everyone was complaining about has made this guy a millionaire because he literally made the game himself and i say for a fucking palladium yeah it's not like it's an asset flipper thought no. and effort into it so like, yeah that's fine yeah there's there's nothing else out there he hasn't just ripped off somebody else's idea he's came up with this yeah. train fight game lots of guys on steam mm-hmm. the, the fuck there's people on the playstation store mm-hmm. they get a what do you call that guy releases Releases a game a year. Game a year? Um, I and it's just always the worst bullshit. Jesus, uh, I can't even think you're talking about. Jimquisition always fucking <laughs> has a go at him. Tries to get, they always try to get their uh, videos taken down. <laughs> Are you up. talking about David Cage? No, no, no. All right. This guy, uh, David Cage is proper legitimate compared to this guy. All right. I can't even. Th- I mean, what games is he like? What type of games has he done? Oh, they're always like in three D open worlds, but completely barren. And like you would look at it and be like, "How is this? How is this allowed to be released? This is not something people should be paying money for." Yeah, fuck. <clears throat> I, I didn't even know someone like this existed. There you go. Oh, Learn something every day. We have storefront very hard at what's being put on those storefront. Yeah. Uh, remember Rumbleverse. Oh, yeah, Rumbleverse. Played that for a That's right. I, I must have skipped past. I must have missed that one. Yeah, we did. We, we we put a wee bit of time into that one. We did have a bit of fun with. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then we I refused did. to get up to date with the meta. <laughs> well, that's never really stopped us in the past, but... Yeah. I, I just got... I, I think I'm kind of just past Battle Royales now. Mm. Um, and Rumbleverse was good, but... I don't know, maybe I would have taken something like an actual wrestling game. Yeah, they had, a, they had a decent Wii engine going there too. Superkick was very satisfying. It was. It was. I enjoyed the big elbow drop off the top of bones. <laughs> uh, spearing people and superkicking was the... <laughs> it was, I swear. Um, so, next I have one that actually came out a bit later on this year. Um, and I would actually... I would say this is my favorite game of the year. Oh. Um, don't get me wrong. Absolutely adored Elden Ring. But this stood out for me as like, I remember pausing this and going, holy shit, this is a fucking amazing game. And that is Evil West. I thought that's what you were going to say. Evil West is unfucking believable game. Um, if you're like me and you're an action head, this is... I, I've seen someone described it as a great thing. It's like if uh resident resident evil and doom had a baby because you've got that great resident evil sort of atmosphere but it's not a horror game because it's balls of the wall action Mm. but the way the enemies work is very like doom so it'll slowly introduce more powerful enemies and even bosses become standard enemies and you have to sort of figure out who you're going to take care of first and it's Jesus. Some of the some of the fights you get in, like the, the boss fights are pretty cool. But for me, I think it's at its best when there's just like fifty guys around you, and you're not just doing like the old school God of War thing where you're wiping out twenty boys with one swing of your sword. You are fighting every single one of these guys. You're just having to work who you're gonna batter first, and then obviously you get your abilities and your weapons. And by the time you get to the end of the game, you are a living tank. But you just can't go walking around like your Billy Big Bollocks because the game still has surprises to throw at you. And it's 
it was just one of them games. It was just action from start to finish. As soon as I finished the game, the first thing I did was click new game and off I went again. I was like, nah. New game plus? There is a new game plus, but I started new game plus on the hardest difficulty and I found myself sort of plowing through it a bit. I was like, nah, I want that challenge again. So I stopped, put it onto the hardest difficulty, but starting from scratch. And that is way more fun. <laughs> so yeah, I think that would be my favorite game of the year. Definitely would be Evil West. I was blown away by how good it was. Uh, not surprised you had because uh, yeah, it's probably the game that you've gushed about. The, yeah, to try definitely. and get all of us to play it as well. <laughs> um, the next thing I have on here is a, a stupid wee game, Vampire Survivors. Oh, what I get? Yep. How we fuck, up there. How fucking dare it? <laughs> oh, like for you would s- look at that and think it's an asset flip. Yeah, oh, you would, and it's so simple. Um, I've seen a couple of guys have tried to copy it though. Yeah, and it's just it's there. None of those copies are gaining any traction of those. So fuck off. Uh, no. It's like why play this one? It can play Vampire Survivors. It's not even that. Why why play this one and you want fifteen quid when Vampire Survivors? Oh right, deal? so they're like they're charging way more than Vampire Survivors. Aye. Aye. the real deal, which is only like three fucking pound, and these boys who've just ripped it off want fifteen lids, and you're like, Fuck yeah. Off. I would say Vampire Survivors is the best game I ever paid two pound for. Yep, hundred percent. It's. The fact that you would think it's like, ah, oh, what's that? It's mindless. You're not even attacking. All it's all automatic, but it's it's all about getting getting a proper weapon and combinations. Mm. Uh, getting the uh, what do you call them? The the evolved weapons, um, yep. and then just all that. It it does the uh, the slot machine effect. So I I get yeah. like when I'm sitting playing Vampire Survivors, I'm like, is it is this how degenerate gamblers feel? <laughs> They're just like sitting <laughs> pulling the fucking slot machine over and over again. It's just all everything's going bling bling bling, lights flying off, and you're like, yeah, and all these yep. numbers popping up, and you're just sitting there being like, this is the best thing ever. I uh, am a god. <laughs> except it's not stealing my money. No, it's which, not. <laughs> It's just giving me that. Yeah, some of the late game runs where sh- you don't even have to. <laughs> Such a simple, satisfying game. Um, uh, and a perfect one where if you just want to, you know, some show on the background and not think too much about too much. It is a perfect game for that. I, I, it's one that I remember the first time you put it on when I was running at yours and I was going, what is going on? In the, I'm not doing anything. But five minutes in there, I was like, oh, oh, I'm getting this now. And then when, I think the furthest I got in my first run was like 11 minutes. And I was like, oh, can I go again? <laughs> <laughs> the, the new uh, DLC changes things up a minute. Just that. Pound two. Aye, it's, it's, it's not very that, much. Um, that's how you do it there. The map's huge uh, and there's lots of things to discover. And the map isn't the same thing the whole way through it. It's like, Oh, there's a castle section where you go inside a castle. Like, it's very fucking crowded in that castle of saying you can go up this mountain um, and I, uh, enemies don't give a flying fuck about walls, but (laughs) (laughs) but you have to. Fuck, if you haven't played this, just fucking go get it. It is like three pound. It might be be up to a fiver, but that's your fault for waiting. That's very true. Yep. It's one that you should definitely pick up. It, you don't even need a very uh, powerful computer to run it. 
really not don't. at all. It's well, you can get it for free on your phone now. I don't know. Oh, if, that's true. I don't know if that's a good way to play it, but there you go. You could no. do that. Your your screen would heat up and explode. I reckon though, <laughs> <laughs> just because they all like the flashing colors and the lights. Um, so next on on the list for me is one that you told me about. And and I decided to try it. It's it's another sort of PC sort of cheapy one, but it's called Nightmare of Decay, and it is basically Resident Evil One in first person. Oh shit! I forgot about that. That is a damn good game. Oh, that's really good. I uh, the you know PlayStation One graphics yep. first person. Yep. It's very easy though. It is. It is. Just <laughs> when you get your hands on the fucking dynamite, and you're just chucking it everywhere. <laughs> um, but it is. It's just it's just a love letter to. Resident Evil. That's all it is. Mm. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I think you can play through it in about like two or three hours. Yeah. But it, it's only like two ninety nine, so you know it's not like they're ripping you off. You know, Aye, um, definitely. I, you know, you've got all your you know your classic sort of. You've got the snake boss fight. You've got the, the zombies, and then you, you get a few more interesting things like the cultists and things like that. But your weapons are all pistols, shotguns, even, even the inventory screen and everything. It's it's all just a massive, massive love letter to, to Resident Evil. But I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good for yeah, it plays it plays well. It does. It does. Like for what you're paying, it's hmm. it's worthwhile. And another. Love letter to survive old school survival horror games. What about Signalis? Ah, yeah, and you would both be talking about this one. As oh, well. this came out of nowhere, mm. and I love it so much. It, it's absolutely bonkers. Um, it's got so much Silent Hill in it, mm. especially um, near the end. Yeah, but but it's like yeah, near the end it goes. But but then is it, there it, different endings? Sorry. Yeah, I believe there is. Right. Now, did you keep? Did you go as far as credits? Or did you keep going? Like, what do you mean? Right, go, right, put it up again and go to new game again if you saw credits. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> right. I won't do I, that right now, but I will. It's kind of already spoiled that, but yeah, it, does, it pulls that trick where it's like you, your character dies and then it goes, at the end. Yeah. And then credits roll and you're like, and then I, I was like, that's really unsatisfying that I just do shit. Is this my fault? And then I just went, eh, I wonder, and you went straight to new game. And it sort of starts over, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, they they tricked you. They they tricked you. That's cool. <laughs> it's cool, but you missed out on a big chunk I, of game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought I got a bad ending. I was like, ah, oh, jeez, I must have done something wrong. I got the bad ending. Oh, I'll, I'll play that again. Oh, I have to get Game Pass again to play. <laughs> I have to pay for Game Pass again. <laughs> game you Pass just, ran out since. You can yep. always pick I, it up. Could actually, because I'd happily play through it again, actually. It was fucking brilliant. Actually, that's a good idea. Fuck it. I'll start again. It's very, very good. Probably the the best Silent Hill game we'll see. Yep. <laughs> the thing I really enjoyed about it, though, is it didn't apologize for being old school. Like, it, um, like you only had so many inventory slots, so you had to sort of choose what you were going to take with you. Were you going to take lots of ammo yeah. or healing and then leave room for keys and stuff that you were going to pick up. Yeah, you know? but but that's a that's a mechanic of of those mm-hmm. of those games is to limit that. So you have to choose, as you say, very carefully of what you bring with you because you will have to pick up items to do puzzles and stuff. Uh, so the less stuff you bring, the less effective you are in combat. And then mm-hmm. you have to weigh up: is it worth me going running back and forth? 
and dodging enemies or wasting the ammo to clear the the places out completely and then this game does the crimson head thing uh of resi 1 remake which is another like resource drain and the like bullets are pretty hard to come by in this it's it doesn't Mm -hmm. shy away from from doing making sort of really think about your choices when what you're gonna step out of that save room with and what you're gonna shoot there's there's definitely not enough to take down everything because there's, there's some of the rooms in there where it's a lot of guys. You know, yeah, a lot of time it's uh, much more smart to try and uh, yep. weave your way through. And and so yep. and, and if usually if you push on, it will eventually give you a shortcut that loops back around, so you never have to go back into that area again. But it's like yeah, it gives you those those options, so you go way up the what you use, what you take with you, how many runs are you going to go through an anime, uh, an area packed with enemy. Um, and, and that's part of that genre, and it should be. Because, yep. you know, <laughs> that's the reason we play those games. Like, if you took away that, that's just all the tension gone. You're not having yeah, to think it, about what you're carrying. You'd hardly call it survival horror if the survival part isn't hard. Yeah. It's like in, in, the, in the Resi remake, it's like, are you going to carry that wee flask with you yes and then if mm-hmm. your jill also take up a space for the lighter mm-hmm. um to take care of every zombie down because you you that much don't want to deal with a crimson head or are you just gonna go say fuck the crimson heads i'm just gonna try and run past everything um <laughs> but that, that's a that's a risky way to play because them the fuckers will eat your ammo yep and they can i think they can run quicker than you <laughs> yeah they can Aye, they can yeah. So that, that it, yeah, that's that's a risky way to play. But mm. you know, if you're speed running, you're not going to be yep. sitting burning bodies. True. You might you might strategically choose ones at certain points where it's like, right, I need to dash through. I know I'm going to have to do this dash through here a few times, so I'll get rid of this guy. I, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. That's why I play those games. That's how yep. <laughs> So what you got next? Uh, next, I have Blood West <laughs> after Evil West. Um, Wait, which one's that? Bloodwest was the one I was telling you. It had the sort of PS1 graphics. It was like the open world sort of survival horror one. Yep, yep, yep. It was first person. And it was almost Souls-like in the fact that when you died, the enemies all came back. Or if you rested, they all came back. But it added in this little uh, extra thing that if you started to die too often, you would start to get cursed. Um, But you could get the curses lift if you found a shaman and he would lift the curses for you, but you'd have to do a favor for him and things like that. So you still have a risk to get rid of the curse. Um, Plays very well, I thought. Um, It's still in early access, so it's not entirely finished yet. Um, But for what they have, the the wee world they have built there and all, and the creature design, as I said previously, I thought was really cool. The Birdman, especially. They from the back they just look like normal humans and then when they turn around they've got like this big vulture head and they start squawking and flying at you and all <laughs> pretty cool. Um but uh yeah, I haven't I haven't got around to actually finishing what there there is yet because I keep thinking, you know what, I'll come back to that when it's completely finished. But I know I enjoy it from what I've played so far. So I do look forward to seeing it be finished and actually play through it properly. But I think that was a wee cheapy one too. Like I said, it's kind of got that um, Nightmare of Decay look, you know, the, the classic PlayStation graphics on it. Yeah. But um, I, so, I think yeah. that was one of the reasons I went for it though, because I knew my PC could run it well enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But um, but I do enjoy it. Like the, the weapon, the uh, the guns are very satisfying mm-hmm. though, um, especially the big double barrels and things like that. But 
you know it's it is very stealth based as well you know you can't run around like you're freaking you know that this is like the polar evil west is like i'll take on everything that there is in front of me blood west is all i have to choose who i'm gonna take down and how i'm gonna do it because you can very very easily get overrun and very very quickly die so you sort of have to pick your battles but very enjoyable um I had to put the Atari fiftieth uh, anniversary collection on this list because, like, mm. while it's just, it's not a game itself, but the thing itself is a thing. Mm. Like, like it's a bunch of games, but they're like in a virtual museum, and this is basically a virtual museum of the history of Atari. Um, and if you're into video game history at all, it's done so so well, way better than any sort of uh, anniversary collection has ever been done because. You know how they're they're usually just you know cash ins. They fire all this on on a CD and sell it for this real work. Uh, all the all the inter- the old design docs that they dug out. Um, just a such a bang up. Everyone should do this. Yeah, th- this is the way you do it. Every company should do this. Th- go and do a proper like full on museum of of your company's history, especially some of those you know really old ones that have got this really big the big rich history of of games um that someone could sit and play but uh, uh, i'm probably still too like you know like square enix but oh no we'll 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 read redo these and and sell them for 15 quid each or 250 (laughs) go away have you got any, any any more so the last one i have um is one i've put a firm at the time and then that's obviously gungrave Mm. So I know, I know deep down in my heart, Gungrave is not very good, but by God, I love it. It's just shoot everything and don't. It's kind of like it's kind of like Vampire Survivors, except you kind of have to hold a few buttons down and press. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> it's 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 not the hardest game in the world. Uh, it really isn't. Um, although that being said, I'm currently trying to get through the super hard difficulty now. And I've had to I've had to buy some of the new super upgrades because it gets a bit tough. But once you buy said new super upgrades, you're back to just marching through murder and everything again. So it's just a silly, over the top fun. And it's I guess I'm just kind of shocked that after 20 years, someone decided, "Hey, let's make a new gun grave." No one questioned why, or you know, was this a good idea? They just went, hey, "Let's fucking do it for those small amount of fans who really love the original too." So. I was one of those fans, so I was just chuffed to see it come back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the main thing. Yep. If you enjoy Plus, playing it, then that's He that's needed his cowboy hat. I can't believe they didn't give his cowboy hat off the bat. He had to beat up in the hard difficulty to get the classic Gungrave outfit. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> you gotta earn that. <laughs> you gotta earn your classic the outfit everybody loves. Yeah, you gotta work for that. Uh, I have a couple more. Um, okay. Spoke about the <laughs> fairly recently obviously warhammer 40k dark tide um mm. still enjoying that still playing the hell of it I have something approaching a build now or i got my preacher who's like whole thing is having a knife a combat knife and just dashing into hordes and going <laughs> stab crazy with a knife <laughs> with a knife um Sorry. the idea being that knife causes a bleed status which then causes your crit chance to increase the crit chance then has a knock-on effect on making you very harder to actual damage um and also crits cause more bleeding 
so the more you get in there and the more you just swipe at things, um, the more damage you'll do and the safer you'll be. You can still go fucking horribly wrong, I can tell you oh. that. Yeah, of course. I can be a bit of a liability. Hey, jump into this. Oh, no, it's, it's hurting. <laughs> Someone save me. <laughs> I regret my decision. <laughs> but it's it's a fucking fun because I didn't notice this but like until doing this, but the, there's a pretty significant speed uh, difference when weapons should be. I mean, movement speed and how far you can dodge. Well, that knife, mm. you can move pretty much as fast, the fastest moving weapon, and you can your dodge covers a lot of ground. So, yeah. It's just a goes show how, how different you can play. It's not all just shoot, 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 uh, hit the button to slash. It's like, no, there's, there's very different. Um, Need for Speed Unbound, I spoke about last time. Yeah, it's just really fun, fun arcadey driving. I do prefer this to Gran Turismo 7 because it's just... Gran Turismo 7 is more about masturbating the cars. <laughs> Need for Speed is just, hey, let's have like. <laughs> I guess Grand Turismo Seven could be fun in its own right, but no, no, it, it's they're polar opposites. Like Grand Turismo is just so stuffy. It's all the reverence of the vehicle, whereas Need for Speed is like, let's rip the bumpers off this fucker and paint it neon pink. <laughs> and then, I always find the arcade racers more fun. To be fair, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they always are. And then that last one I said that I, I played uh, this week um, mm. is uh, a game called Arcade Paradise. Have you heard of this? Came I have in, heard of this. Came out in August. This is fantastic. So this is, it's like one of those management games uh, that, like, that looks real fucking, like it's just using shitty you know, ass, asset store stuff they build. So you basically inherit a uh, a laundromat that has a wee arcade in the back um, from your dad and he's trying to push you to make something of yourself and you want to expand this arcade but you run the laundromat and then you're secretly trying to expand the arcade at the same time thing. Um, mm. But you're, you get your arcade. But the thing is, you can play all the games you buy, and they're all real. All the ones I've played so far are really fucking good. Like, there, there's this weird mashup of uh, Pac-Man and Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> where okay. Pac-Man is a yellow Lamborghini, and the ghosts are police. Right. And you're collecting cash. But here's the thing. If one of the police get you, that were Pac-Man, that'd be it over. And this, you're then out of your car, and you can actually just run around, and you can actually shoot at the police, and the, you can get back into another car, and then just continue playing. This sounds amazing. But the, the, it's just just really good, just wee bite-sized games, uh, arcade in the 80s or 90s. Um, and it's, it's... I actually just see there that there's a, uh, an update coming soon. It's getting its first licensed game. And it's yes. very, very fitting. <laughs> and they, they should keep doing shit like that. Is that the... Uh, Kung Fury. Kung Fury one? I think that's I it. Actually, I have that on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's it. Um, so it's 249. There's three other games they did as DLC since one. It's mm. 249. But that's a, it's a good idea. It's like partner up with other indie delight. Yep. But so that's... Were you playing this on PC or what? Cause... Yeah, PC. Right, because if I'm not mistaken, this is also on fucking VR and everything looking at the wrong thing because i know there's arcade something oh, must have been something different then sorry okay my apologies must have got that one wrong but i know i've seen arcade something then on vr and that's what i thought it was and then i remembered the, the different games and stuff i was like no this is the playstation one but then i thought maybe it was the same one it was just a vr version apologies so that, that sounds 
Oh, it is right. And that's all the games. I love how not one of us... <laughs> That's all the games we played from last year. Not one of us mentioned God of War because neither of us bothered our whole way. <laughs> nope. I don't care how long. That's uh, a, I also, it's too long. Well, that's it's too, the thing. It's too expensive and it's too fucking... As if, if I've learned anything this year, your game doesn't need to be 50 hours long to be good. No, it does not. And if it is going to be 50 hours long, make sure it's Elden Ring good. Because mm. I tell you, like, towards the end of the first God of War, I was like, I was, I need to be done with this now. Let's fucking go. And just right. started ignoring everything and going straight for the end. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so your favorite game was, of 2022 is Evil West. Mine is was, El- Elden Ring. It was such a tough call between that and Evil Dead, but I think it was just no game made me pause it during the year and go, holy fuck, this is amazing. So I, I just thought, I remember doing that and going, yeah, Evil West is obviously something special. Elden Ring, I could say that, but... The big difference though between those two is obviously Elden Ring is a single player experience. The reason you keep going back to Evil Dead is you're just having matches. Mm. You know, you're not... You know, so I think if a, a sing, if a single player game keeps you coming back as often as it is, that's something special. Uh, shall we chat about some? Mm, or did you want to do TV shows or movies or anything? Or do yeah, you want to? Think... Fair enough. <clears throat> um, what a fucking crazy year for wrestling it was. What a fucking year it was. Vince McMahon <laughs> retiring finally. I thought he would have ended up being Gear Solid style AI, <laughs> just controlling wrestling forever. Fuck. But you looked into that. AEW had its definitely stepped out of its honeymoon period. Yep, it uh, has. And had what would be its most shaky year yet. CM Punk thing as well. Yeah, yeah, you had the CM Punk thing, and then you had the MJF thing and everything before that. And mm. It was a shaky, shaky year. But match wise, mm, there's some damn good wrestling matches this year. Some very good wrestling matches. Um, well, just saying WWE, um, mm. I haven't watched a ton of that, but um, they had multiple five-star matches. Which from, is unusual for from, them. From the Wrestling Observer. If, um, so you had uh, Cody uh, versus Rollins in that Hell in the Cell with Cody had detached peck and still mm. managed fantastic. And Gunther versus Sheamus, which is another fantastic what match. What a match. I would say, see, just for sheer match quality, Gunther has been the man at WWE. He is... Like, just, as they say, strap a rocket to this point, which, <laughs> which they really have been doing. Um, like, he's intercontinental champion. He's I, I think he's the best thing at WWE. He at, has made that title mean something. At the minute. Sorry, Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, I do come to wrestling for the wrestling matches. So, yep. And he's, he, like, uh, Rick, uh, him against Ricochet a couple of weeks ago was a great match. He's had two great matches with Shaman, Rey Mysterio, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, and that's all all around the. I will say, like the one thing I cannot get past with, no matter how good is that present, it's, yeah, it's too slick. Yep. And I think it's oh, you're you really good at putting on a live show where it doesn't even seem like a live show. It's that fucking mm. slick, but I think that takes away from it. I agree. Makes it feel too sanitized or something. Uh, weird fucking weird. <laughs> it's a very, very sort of strange criticism. Like, I was like, oh, this is too good. <laughs> sort of no, same, I, but... I know what you mean. I know, because I'm, when we did watch the, uh, the, ca- the Wales Castle one, um, hmm. it, I, I do remember sort of just what, like, at first, the, the big CGI things were putting me off. I was like, 
Yeah. No what is that about? No call for uh, that at all. Um, and also, then, they looked terrible. Yeah, they, they, none of them looked any good at all. Um, and then there was something about the camera work. I've, I've heard it. You were saying it's got a little bit better since then. Yeah, but, since Vince has gone, that's got a lot better. But it's still, you know, it's still that same production. It's mm. just, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like wrestling to me, like a wrestling show has happened, unless it feels like everything go complete tits up at it. Which never yeah. feels like a WWE. Um, but I, I think actual sporting events feel like that as well. And that's, that's the, that's what, what sort of, uh, like AEW does more of that. And New Japan, fucking, they, they are the best at doing that sort of making a thing feel like a sporting event, which is, which is what I want as well as really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the match quality is obviously the big important thing. <laughs> Don't forget that. Um, yeah, anything else. There's not much to, else to say. You know, they're definitely still a rebuild phase, trying to figure out where the, what they want to be. Technically, um, for them, though, the only way is up. Like the, uh, They've already started going up. Like It's definitely vast, I mean. vast improvements. Mm. That, like, that was that was one thing that, that they desperately needed, is just give give matches time like let's let's do this stuff and put the focus on that but um yeah AEW has had tumultuous year <laughs> a big mm-hmm. way to, yep. um but match why the quality of match nah, i guess the one thing that really helped them get through the rocky periods is that they were still putting on absolutely blinding matches it's not like it's not like the rocky period and everything went to sort of shit it was like all right the company's having some shit backstage but we see the matches we're going to put on for you here. Yeah. And at the end of the day, as you say, that's what it's main. That's what should be most important is the actual quality of the matches. I like to, to start the year off. We had Adam Page a time limit tra- sixty uh, fucking minutes <laughs> for a full fucking hour on TV. Yeah, um, yep. that, and it was great. You didn't care that it's like, that's half the show gone. It was half yep. shows, and it also meant then we got a follow up match. Yep, um, which was also great. Yep. Um, there was a great interview with Hangman where he was talking about that match. I saw, I hope to God they never ask me to do that again. I was absolutely exhausted. And I looked over at Danielson and he looked like he'd been for a light jog. And I thought, <laughs> oh my fucking God, I, I can't even look at this guy right now. <laughs> the fucking cardio of Danielson is freakish. Oh, the guy is a wrestling machine. He is. Definitely the best of the, I would say the best of the ex-WWE guys they picked up. Had a much more positive impact than yep. guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we saw um, Anthony Bones and Max Caster pretty much come into their own um, yep. and Enough. the scissor thing get, be the most over thing in wrestling. Fucking fans are so behind them, hey? And they're I know when they first started, there was a couple of wee things, you know, that, that uh, like, I, I was never really impressed with your man's elbow drop. He's put the work mm. in, and it looks, it looks a bit better now. But to, <laughs> but to me, Bowens is, he's the, he is the better wrestler in that group. Oh, he 100%, 100%. is, he's fucking brilliant, so he is. But as long as you have Caster doing the fucking mic work and being the, you know, the, I don't, the fucking tease of the group and then you have a bones yeah. do the fucking in-ring work well, here's here's the thing is like yeah one one's better in ring mm-hmm. but much like like you know, daddy asked you they're hanging out with with road dog true know, road dog road dog was the mic uh billy was i will say that the the gap between them 
for both of them is a lot shorter than it was with the New Age Outlaws. Like, Road Dog, Road Dog couldn't wrestle for shit. No, Road Dog was fucking terrible. Max Caster's fine. And yep. then, same thing, Billy Gunn, don't give that guy a mic. But Anthony Bones can go on the mic. So, it's, yep. yeah, there's, it's not like there, there's that big, a, yeah, their their stuff with uh, Keith Lee and Swerve. That first match for them was, geez, I remember me, we were in your flat and sort of like, what the fuck, Jesus, how is this still going? Like, I honestly thought it was over about five times. And it kept yeah. going. The, the only reason they got a rematch off us because the crowd were so in. Yep. It was one of those things where I was like, we just can't. We, we, have, we have to do this. We have to put the titles on them. We have mm. zero choice. Um, uh, the, yeah, it's for, for those. Um, mm. I would say for Keith Lee and, um, obviously they're, they're going into their wee program, they, yeah. I would imagine. Oh, they keep that fucking lunatic off the microphone again. Oh, yeah. What was that all about? I have no idea. Accusations! Accusations! And you're like, go on, stop talking over Swerve with you, you fucking bailhead. Of course, but like, you want big motherfucker? <laughs> you want big motherfucker? And you're like, uh, okay. And then he's, like, Swerve Strickland's in the middle of breaking a cinder block over Keith Lee's chest, and he's talking about, we just signed a record deal with such and such, and you're like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> shut the fuck up, I don't care about your record deal. Oh, Bellin, please, please keep him away. Um, I can't even remember his name. But fuck uh, he's, he's somewhere. So let's talk about Kanoski. Ah, yes, please. Because God, he, he has been on fire the last while. It's it's crazy to to look at him coming in um, and sort of the the quality of his matches. You know, he comes in, does a couple of things, on impressive, and gets given the chance to to go up against. I think it was Page Gabriel yes. big match. Yep, Adam Page. Um, and then we had, you know, two matches with John, yep. um, which were took on Eddie Kingston. Um, I heard that was a, I was a demand from Kingston as well. He's seen the match and went, <laughs> "I want to wrestle this guy." Yeah, and I was he 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 tagged with uh, Jun Akiyama, so Eddie yep. could <laughs> fulfill his boyhood dream of punching Jun Akiyama in the face. Yep. Um, and then uh, the. Claudio Casnoli match, um, yep. fucking unreal as well. The, like the guy has had, like that's an AEW alone. Fuck knows mm. what he's been doing outside, but man, lock that guy down. Well, he did. They signed him this year, didn't they? Uh, yes, yes. Um, he. I am very interested what they're gonna do with him and Don Callis. Yeah, like, I love how how over he is. Oh, it's brilliant. Without speaking uh, a word, without that, just a pure. Yep. In ring ability has got this guy over. Yep, that thing. Some people say, "Oh, you need a character to get over," and you're like, "Not all the time. Sometimes no. you just have to show the world I am fucking amazing." Watch this. Uh, I think he's. If you wanted to, I don't. It's, it's, someone. You know what? <laughs> it's it's not fair to call him a rookie either because like he kind of oh. kind of isn't. Uh, he's been he's been at this for ten years. Hmm. <laughs> Is that a rookie? No, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's he's been really impressive and done a lot in a short. I think also have they has he had any title shots for anything? I don't think so. I think any anything, uh, but that's only a matter. Oh, big time! God, there, there's been in terms of of matches, there's been so much last year. Yeah, like let's talk about FTR for a second, because like yep. three matches against the Briscoe Brothers in Ring of Honor. Yep. Holy shit! All three of them. Yep, like unbelievable. Classics. 
<laughs> it's like, what do you, what do you do? We had just a tag team match, two out of three falls match, and then a, a double dog collar match. That was savage. Um, all great, all yep. fan, fantastic match. Um, they probably, probably haven't been made the most of in in Adam, but I'd say that the, from the Ring of Honor side of things, that that's been. I think the worry for AW is just like, how do we keep them off the titles though? Because they're obviously one of the best tag teams in the world. And we've they've just I won't say just like say summertime now you give it to the acclaimed. So they were sort of going, shit, we just can't because they've been ranked number one since what well, fucking April or something. So they always yeah. had to keep doing things and then obviously that they had the, the fucking guns, you know, screwing them over for their title shots and all that there. And then uh near the end of the year there, obviously they had that final battle, the guns have attacked them, so they're gonna have the refeud with the guns for a while. So I think you'll see them more in AEW because they'll probably give them a few feuds before they go for the titles again. I was I was actually really glad to see them go for a title shot though, and the acclaimed actually beat them. That acclaim need that legitimize oh, the acclaim they, because their yeah, their they wins beat FTR. Yeah, and their their wins over Swerve. There was circumstances, mm. <laughs> so to have them beat the FTR was important. Yeah, uh, but the, those if you haven't seen those three, yeah. that's that's there's three best, match, which is saying something because they had a really good Tony. They uh, also had a match for the box this year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. You could have them as wrestle, fucking weekly, and it would be amazing. Definitely. That's two very special tag teams there. Much like uh, Lucha Bros. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I think probably my favorite match of the year had to be Sheeta Uh and. I'm hoping this isn't just recency bias. Uh, I know we talked like some of these amazing manuals and, and that, but mm. just to have Sheeta get a shot, give give Jimmy Hader first defense in a proper, proper, proper main event, not a lights out, like proper main event on Dynamite. Mm. Put Have them put on the quality of the match that they put on. Have it be the best rated part of the show. Mm. Um... And for Sheeta to get to do that in front of a live crowd when she carried, you know, the women's division through that no crowd period, and mm. th- she she earned that moment. Yep. Um. Yeah, I know you'll say like what happened after the match, whatever. I know, um, but the match itself was actually <laughs> it. It was, uh, and uh, that's that's what just puts it over the top for me. The the importance of that match for the women in AEW, um, and that's that's like the the sort of thing. That's what their top stars are 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 capable of, um, and there's more than just them too that are capable of that. But they just went in there and decided to have a Joshi, and it worked because Joshi wrestling is the best women's wrestling in the world. So, so yeah, of course that's gonna work. So everyone should uh, start doing that style. Um, yeah, do do you have a particular match that you would put above for for AEW anyway? For AEW, um. I have to say, one of my favorites of the year was the Punk MJF dog collar match. Was it, it, yep, yep. S- say what you want with what happened yep. with Punk. Yep. Yeah, that was still an excellent. Match. There was no denying that that match was absolutely amazing. <clears throat> um, there's even the whole story behind it, you know, with MJF being a Punk fan, growing up, and all that mm-hmm. there, and you know, it was just it was just perfect. Um, absolutely fantastic match. Plus, you had the Wardlow turn during that match as well so the crowd went nuts yes. for that as well you yeah. know all this was happening during this match so yeah so <laughs> i think that would be one of my favorite matches um and obviously the 
finals of the trios tournament. Um, the trios tournament in general was fantastic because we got the return of Kenny this year mm. was his big comeback. But that yeah. final where Ten was hurt, the Hangman had to step up. So once again, Hangman was facing off against the Elite, and just the match, it was oh, awe-inspiring. So absolutely awe-inspiring. Um, over to Japan. There's a few matches on on Stardom, really good. I I just want to like point out. I I think I've mentioned the Julia before. Mm-hmm. I say like uh, she is potentially could be a massive star, and she's. She is now the champion of December. Um, amazing match versus uh, Shuri, who had held it for exactly 365 days. Uh, she she won it at the same event last year. Um, Very good. And it, it's like they, they go into that match uh, in the past. They're former tag team champions together. They're in the same unit. Um, do the whole respect thing. Intense, intense match. Just near fall after near fall. It was definitely one of the the best match of the year uh also enjoyed the julia which is in the the tournament for the you know a new japan introduced a woman's title mm-hmm. I, I don't, um julia Iwatani. oh no completely but yeah like stardom has sort of gaining a lot of traction they had that historic crossover event with new japan no bigger mm-hmm. thousands of people it sort of like looks like that's really starting to take off over in japan uh from the the match quality that we're getting understand the um so the finals of the iw that came down to may iwatani sort of carried the promotion on her back through good and bad um versus Kyrie started at stardom and that was sort of the the story they were telling like i've been here i've been carrying this new company after abandoning um mm. that was the to be honest, that, that historic one one match, mixed tag and stuff, but excellent match they had. Actually, charged me. Uh, I would definitely make a point of of seeing. Um, and New Japan has just been doing the usual shit they do. You know, just having uh two Okada Osprey matches within the year that are like all time classics. Why not? One at yep. Wrestle Kingdom, then Osprey won in the G One over Okada. Why not? Osprey's on Relo. He is. He's, he is a very special athlete. So I can't believe I said that, like, but you know, he is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> this year's Wrestle Kingdom is tomorrow. He oh, will fuck. be defending his US title, the Omega. That's right. Oh, that'll be a big match. Or sorry, Will Osprey. Yeah, because Okada is taking uh, Jay White. Ah. Okada's just God, best of all time. <laughs> when all said and done, he is fantastic. I mean, it's going to be hard to argue against that. By the kind of will have left behind, but I think he's still he's still below thirty five. Don't know what he's like health wise. Right. Yeah, had a lot of very. Um, you put the title back on because it, it just seems to be him. Then someone else will have it for a wee while. Then I go back to him and someone else. You get sick of him at the same time, but every fucking match he has is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> if someone's amazing at what they do, you can't get sick of them. <clears throat> I think what they what they do with him is most shows he will. Be in like I mean, New Japan, the undercard is usually like multi. He'll be in that. We won't have to do. It's just right. It's time to put on an Okada match right there. And the ship beat out. It's watch the. I actually watched that one final. Will Osprey fucking stealing everybody's move. <laughs> his his undoing. His undoing. The reason he lost. Tried to do the one way angel. <laughs> ah Jesus. <laughs> is there any other wrestling? Um, there's 
three matches I would like to very quickly discuss from Impact that happened this year. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but one of my favorite matches in Impact involved Moose. It was the hardcore match he had with Sammy Callahan. I've seen this one. Though. It was very good. That was, that was a, it was a really good match. And it has one of my favorite spots of the year so far where Moose went to spear Callahan and he just picked the bin up and he just speared himself right into the bin. And this just there's wee legs kicking out and everything. It was perfectly timed. I really, really enjoyed it. But the match itself and all was a really, really good match. Just Callahan doing the Callahan thing and Moose dipping his toes into the hardcore matches. Mm-hmm. And I think it seems to have worked for him. He's been doing a lot more <laughs> with the hardcore stuff. And I don't know, maybe it's because you don't have to do as much. Yeah, you definitely do. But it seems to be working for him, you know, because he's because he's got that size and all the rest of it. When he is swinging weapons and all, it looks really nasty. And then he obviously can take a bit of a thumping as well. Mm. So, but um, like I say, Sammy just being Sammy, and I just thought that match was a lot of fun. Um, and another match I actually, <laughs> I actually enjoyed, even though it was a very cheesy match. I think it was Slammiversary this year. Do you remember they done the Impact Originals? And the you know honor no more guys, and it was it was like Nick Aldis and Kazarian. It was like a bunch of really old school guys. Yeah, got into a team, but then there was so much interference as well. Like the good guys were getting all the interference here because D'Lo Brown ran down at one stage with his aces and eights top on. (laughs) (laughs) There was just mayhem everywhere. Chris Harris came out of nowhere and fucking uh, James Storm, and it was it was just uh, a lot of. Good fun silliness. Um, but I think the best match Impact did this year uh, was Bound for Glory. It was actually the main event, and it was Misha Slamovich against Jordan Grace for the Impact Knockouts title. And them two women just knocked the shite out of each other. And I just couldn't believe what I was witnessing. But they they built the match up so well, you really didn't know what way it was going to go. Because Jordan Grace has been champion now since the start of the year. And they had basically Slamovich go on a what's a twenty odd match win streak, and they don't do dark and do things like that. So this was twenty straight weeks on TV, her just battering people. Mm. So they had really made her a big deal, and they just knocked the bells out of each other. And the way the way it finished was absolutely insane. The two of them were like standing on the top rope, like both standing. And I don't know if you've ever seen Grace's, you know, Penta's. Uh, What's he call it now? It used to be made in Japan, and now it's called made in Penta. Yes. So it's kind of like she, kind of like that. Only she'll spin you a full three sixty before you hit the ground. Right. She done that from the top rope, and the landing was just—it was earth shattering the landing. And but the way she done the pin, because the two of them were just lying there, so she just had her leg over Slamovich, and that classed as the pin. But the, even after the bell rung, running, the two of them didn't get up for about two or three minutes. They were just lying there. And eventually, you know, Grace starts to stir, then Slamovich starts to stir. You know, Grace's music's playing, they've realized what's happened. And Slamovich goes at her, and Grace just gives her one big clothesline, and the two of them just lie there again <laughs> for ages. I was like, this is fucking brilliant. The two of them will not stop even after the match. See, but event- what you're describing sound, sounds like, you know, one of those startups. Mm. Uh, so if you want to watch, watch, watch Tokyo Joe, whatever. Um, but like, I, I would suggest. Um, like from last year is either Julia, Shuri, much Iwatani, uh, Kairi. It's, it's just for it's it's what you're describing. It's like uh, at one point, like, like you deep in the match, it's just two knackered, 
absolutely shattered people just throwing these big massive moves and they're both lying wiped out again until they like slowly get up and just like it's pure fucking rocky shit (laughs) (laughs) that's what wrestling's supposed to be yeah 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 but that i think that was my was my favorite match of the year and i still believe it's one of the best women's matches i've seen in years because we we know grace is a powerhouse slamovich isn't too fucking a kick in the teeth offer so they were just hitting each other with these absolutely massive you know forearms and clotheslines and then the power slam started coming out and the suplexes started coming out and ah, it was absolutely fantastic they just beat the piss out of each other and yeah yeah i must check out if that's what the joshi style is i must i must definitely check that out um tell me about this uh josh alexander versus mike oh the iron man match that, that was a 60 that was a 60 minute iron man match so yeah. that went on that started off so uh, sometimes Impact will do this thing called BTI, which is like they'll do like a wee sort of build up to you know Impact before it starts on YouTube. Yeah. So like you know, they'll do like a wee sort of sit down with commentators, blah blah blah. But instead they decided to have a match. They were going to have an Iron Man match, but it went into extra time. So after the sixty minutes, they went on the air and the match was still going. <laughs> so they had to, you know, quote it. You know, they had to explain what was going on to the viewers. So after an hour, they wrestled another 20 minutes. <laughs> that's pretty, that's, I like that. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Now, Mike Bailey, I, I'm a big fan of Mike Bailey in the ring. Um, but Josh, I, again, as you described uh, Danielson as a machine earlier, I would say Alexander's not far off him either. Fuck me, the fitness in that, man. The wrestle an hour and 20 minutes, like, I don't know if anyone's ever done that. Mm. I'm a big fan of Alexander. Like, once, once I see you wearing a singlet, I know you mean business. We had Orange, Orange Cassie versus Will Ospreay in 2022 in a Wrestling Observer rated four and three quarter star match. It, it, like, what the fuck? It was amazing. <laughs> what fucking amazing match. He, he ain't got back, back to like JR for seeing Orange Cassie throwing the lazy kicks. I was like, uh, do you reckon this will happen one day where he'd be like, you know, putting on all time classics? I know. He's, he's had a really good year. Cassidy. Yep, he's still champion. Um, it's very quickly. We don't usually talk about stuff we want, but and I haven't watched much in the way I have, some, which I think is worth talking because in 2022 was our like it, it was a hell of a year for anime. Mm. Um, a lot of really good shows, shows that weren't you know the same old isekai bullshit. Um, we kind of saw the rise of the comedy. Okay. <laughs> becoming like the most popular thing uh, it's just a couple of shows um a definite contender for one of my favorite shows shocking so you were romantic comedy wise like you got a show called my dress up darling it's about a this guy his family it's kind of a family business so, so in these he knit dolls are like sort of sorry, good at stitch. um <clears throat> and the the loud popular girl in his class he tries to keep the secret she finds out and she's like oh help me make costumes and do this cosplay stuff and it's just uh, and it's it's pretty fun then you had uh, spy cross family uh so this is a story of these two yeah, fake country but they're kind of supposed to be supposed to cut sort of cold war um 1960 but it's uh, a spy from the one country who is trying to infiltrate the other country to stop a guy who calls weak countries and to do that he has to pose as a family he has to find a fake wife and a fake daughter um so that the daughter can go to the same school the bad guy's sons make contact and then try and get um so he's a spy the woman he gets to agree is an assassin 
but he doesn't know that and she doesn't know he's a spy and then the daughter he picks up is a telepath and neither of them knows she's a telepath so the daughter knows that they're he's a spy and she's an assassin hilarity <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it, it's re- um it's very he had um a show called birdie wing which is about golf but it's battle golf one-on-one okay which is as crazy as sound a really fun show um there, there's this whole turn anything into a battle including cooking jazz golf up a bit daemon which uh, that is a show about um a guy who leaves his family in kyoto to go follow his dreams in tokyo and be in a band it fails he has to go back home to his family's business which is making traditional japanese um sweet uh and when he gets back there is a there's the they have taken in this little girl and he sort of because he sweets while he trains under his dad it's mm. another pretty um <clears throat> like chris like chorus recoil um it's basically what if there was a bunch of schoolgirl hit woman but that just kept the peace in secret as a threat to public safety but it right. focuses on it's focused on two uh, specific girls and and their problems with the organization they're in uh, a big event that happened years ago where tokyo skytree got all fucked up it is basically john wick schoolgirl. Right. Uh, that's the sort of shit that, um we had that um edge runner cyberpunk oh, yep it's good i remember saying you enjoyed that one yeah. I, I didn't i have a certain there's certain problem inconsistent cyber psych seems to happen a bit too easy. i put robot parts on i'm crazy there's <laughs> usually <laughs> okay. a bit more uh, um uh, but sort of the, the top two shows, uh, first one being Chainsaw Man, have you heard it? No. It is, it, it, it is a guy who grows chainsaws out of his head and hand and sometimes like, rips things to shred. Right. So <laughs> in this world, there are devils that love a living as a where. So Denji, the main character, he grows up, basically his dad dies and he's a kid and it leaves him with a massive debt. Uh, which they then take advantage, make him hunt, but literally sell his. He lives in a wee shack, uh, slices. He's a real bad player. Um, he gets a, a devil friend, which is a, a little like dog-like thing with a chainsaw. It's a chainsaw devil. So all the devils have a different gimmick to them. Right. You'll have a katana. The big bad guy is the uh, gun. De- um, so he gets sent in this job. Shit goes wrong. He gets killed. The little chainsaw devil dog basically sacrifices itself to become his heart which turns him into this human devil sort of hybrid that he like spread everywhere um he gets taken in by the this government run um devil hunting agency they all wear the black suits and shit uh goes around devils um it is fucking great as a like denji's so good as a protagonist because it's like it's a shonen show you know, your dragon wants to be absolute best. Uh, their motivation is usually he just wants to, like, have this normal life that he could couldn't before because he money look after him. Um, he just wants to like jam on toast <laughs> or touch a touch a girl's boobs. The, these are his big goals in this anime, um, which uh, you know sets him apart from us, and he's actually. Him and one of the other main characters, Pyre, they lovable idiot. They're so so fucking stupid. Something, and but uh, my I think uh, my favorite show of the year would probably be, depending on if it gets um very very bad. A fucking she doesn't talk to anyone at school. She has a YouTube channel that's successful where it's her. You, know, you just see the covers or um she 
gets sort of things fall in place where she joins a band other girls um it's sort of about them becoming about actually trying now i've spoken about a show that i like it's very similar whereas km was very this this is much more around right the main character she actually wants to make it she wants a record deed she wants to make music that's what she, mostly because she just wants to drop out of school which <laughs> uh, going to school because she has to talk to people but um it is such a it does such a good job with making her and stuff like this is one of the depictions of it and it uses a lot of real surreal image and humor it's the kind of you'll have these sort of daydream outgoing oh i could be this if i was given that chance and it's like i find that sort of stuff like it is relatable being that age, i could do and this sort of nails that kind of the, the way that it does so there's there's been like a, a lot of shows that focus but this this doesn't so much. there's well like komi-san can communicate which is a girl who has really bad social anxiety can't speak like she literally does not speak in the show which is kind of that's kind of far-fetched even when people actually talk and start shivering and it's a good show don't get me. um uh, this one just does represents that stuff way way um, right. and you know the uh the, the main character she gets to go on stage and like that's how she ex- but she's like even when she's on stage the head down the entire time uh right. not uh, looking at the audience mm. her, her first show okay is there any other shows that you very very quickly um sandman came out this year shit i forgot about sandman that was very good it was really good um the live action things that came out i think the reason it done so well is because gaiman was involved gaiman, yeah gaiman. yeah yeah gaiman he is well well big neil let's we, call him we that. clearly don't know <laughs> no. uh he the, the you know he was involved with it so I think that's why it took such a... It's very, very close to the books, but I enjoyed that some of the changes they made as well. Um, like I've recently been sitting rereading through Sandman and how close it is to the series, or, mm. the, or the books, or the series is to the books. It's really, really well done. It, uh, someone yeah. who actually gives a shit about the source material. And no one can argue about any of the changes because it was their writer nope. that made them. <laughs> Exactly. It was Neil Gaiman made the changes. So, you know, fuck you if you have a problem with Oh, Neil Gaiman wouldn't do it. He fucking did, so shut up. Um, but I do know, I remember you were saying a while back, the guy that plays Dream, there's just something weird about his chin. <laughs> You're 100% right. He just has this big, massive, massive jaw. But oh, then he's a wee tiny mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, it worked at the it same time. It does. It does. <laughs> It's got that weirdness to him. I don't know if the guy actually looks like that. I was going to say, is that? Do you reckon there's CGI that's the size? Some jaw. <laughs> I'm gonna tell us some fucking jaw. Um, wouldn't fancy punching that in a boxing ring. But um, but uh, I thought that they just absolutely nailed the feel of Sandman. And I, they're bound to, they're bound to do more. I really hope they are doing more because it's one of the few comic series that I think. It's not all big fights and things like that with mm. Sandman. It's just, I don't know, what would you call it? A talker or a cerebral show? Or It is pretty cerebral. thought it was at that, and they just nail everything about it. And some of the people playing the parts, like, like uh, Stephen Fry playing um, Fiddler's Green was perfect. Absolutely perfect. I couldn't, as soon as I seen him, I was like, oh, that's amazing. I couldn't think of anyone else who would be perfect for that role. Because obviously in the book, you know, Gil is absolutely massive and, you know, towers over everybody and does the whole, you know, gentleman stick thing. Mm. And as soon as I heard the voice, I was all, yep, Stephen Fry. Perfect, perfect man for the job. So I'm looking forward to see who else they get maybe to do the other parts. Yeah. But, uh, I, I do hope they, they keep it. Keep it. Um, yeah. It, it'd be nice if they got Keanu Reeves in. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Be... Don't know how how likely that is. Yeah, you because know. mm, cool. he he's supposed to be doing another Constantine movie, isn't he? I've been hearing that, but I don't know. You know, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of things. There's rumors of Lobo getting a film and everything now, so I don't know. DC mm. seems to be all over the fucking place at the moment. There's not much uh, else live action that, that I watched, um, no, and same. particularly I tried to watch it. No. There's a couple things I want to watch, but I haven't got around yet. I want to check out, believe it or not, I want to check out that Stallone one, uh, Toulouse King. Actually looks pretty cool. It's from the writers of The Shield. Or no, I don't know if it's the writer, but I think it's like some of the, the people behind The Shield. Looks pretty good. And the only other thing I wanted to mention was a movie that came out this year, and I honestly believe everyone should go see it because it's like the first hand animated film in God knows how long. Everyone needs to watch Bob's Burgers, the movie. It is... <laughs> amazing it's such a good movie and it's so heartwarming and fun and even if you've never watched the show it's a good entry level as well some of the jokes might go over your head you know they're obviously aimed at fans of the show but don't worry there's another reason to watch um chainsaw man is the animation that show is unfucking believable sweet I don't think it's it's all hand. There, there's probably a bit of CG and CG, but oh dear Jesus! It, it like the the action scenes are so fluid, uh, and the way he fights with the chainsaws, just flipping all over the place. Um, it looks real nice. I think I think you might enjoy this one. Like well, all the chainsaws, you know. Uh, how did this uh, right? So you've got the Denji, who is protagonist, Pyre. So she she is a what's oh, well she's basically a demon that has possessed a human and that government agency that I'm talking about basically has her captured and you know she has to work for them that happens a lot in this they, they capture demons and then make deeds with them to get their powers but anyway them two are still pretty new especially dead. and they're set, they're introduced to this old grizzled guy who's going to train them. Uh, by training, I mean basically just beat the ever-living shit out for ages. Like, and th- they don't die because they just regenerate. That's his chainsaw thing. And they're sitting there being like, out in the middle of nowhere, all dejected because he's been beating the shit out of them all day. And then they're walking back. It's like suddenly hyping each other. I was like, oh, we gotta, we got we to gotta fight smarter. We can beat him. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted to look like one of those smart guys fighting the animation. Yeah, so cut to the next day of the scene. They were doing this whole plan with ambushing him as he walks up to where they live, and they're both just wearing glasses for no reason. <laughs> doesn't doesn't bring it up. No one points it out. They're just wearing glasses because you know that's what these two fucking idiots think being smart is is wearing a pair of glasses. Well, like I said, they're very lovable. I must give it a watch. Uh, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to very quickly mention the Bob's Burgers movie as well, because I do love a bit of hand animation, so yeah. yeah, go watch it if you haven't watched it yet. It's very funny. I do love the show. Yeah, it's sh- 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 fantastic. Around. So before we wrap up here, give, give me one game from next year that you're <laughs> <laughs> that you're hyped about. <laughs> I wonder what that could be. A game is definitely coming out. Yeah. What is I'll it? buy it at a high price. <laughs> Resi fucking four. No, no, think about it. That, that one's on me. Yeah, that was a stupid <laughs> question. Yep, yep. D- it's not too often I get to call you stupid, but that was pretty stupid. What about you? Well, I didn't want to speak for you. <laughs> Is Cyberpunk being re-released again? Are you buying it? Does the DLC count? 
if it's big enough to be its own game, so probably. Because of the stuff that we know is definitely coming, has a month. Mm. Um, it, it's it's hard to get something on that Elden Ring cyber. I am pretty pretty excited about Street Fighter Six. Yeah. Do you know what I've just Weirdly. realized? By the way, we completely overshot a game. What game? Uh, we overshot Overwatch, but you know. <laughs> the it... Fuck that. <laughs> that came out in twenty sixteen. Yeah, it, it is not. They can put game. as they can put as many numbers on after the title as they want. It's the same game. Yep. Nice try, Blizzard. You fucking jobber. I kind of like the look of uh, Forspoken as well, but oh, did you try the demo yet? I, I haven't tried them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I you might try. Better six could be something special. I should do really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a a a new Fatal Frame. Yeah. Honestly, looking at this list of what's coming out is probably as Resident Evil 4. <laughs> I think that's going to be good, eh? It doesn't have to try very hard. No, it doesn't. It's, 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 got, a, it's got its pattern down. Good starting spots. Oh, that Legend of Zelda. I'm not going to play that. I'm going to wait till Nintendo release a new console and then play uh, Tears mm. of the King. Yep, because you know they're going to. They have to. Switch is a bit of a joke at the moment. Things run like way too under. But let's... Um, Let's say we call it a podcast, and let's dive headlong into 2023, hoping that everything will be better than last year, but probably not. But we'll play some games anyway, and watch some wrestling. That's what we do. That is what we do, and that's what you should do as well. Um, we'll be back again next week, where we'll talk about doing that more. Goodbye! Yep. Bye!